deserter. Yeah, the podcast that can't even be bothered to come out once a month. Although there is a reason for that, which we'll come to in a moment. Yeah, which has escaped me for the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of all, though, what have we been up to is what we're going to be discussing. Plus, some be some news, probably. And um, possibly a pub quiz or bar quiz. Yeah, um, some bomb dossers, of course. Uh, we're going to attempt a, a vox pop about some summer tips and we'll go into the social media scene. Uh, but first of all, we should introduce you to where we are. We're actually at Champion Hill, um, Dulwich Hamlet FC, the stadium in East Dulwich. Yeah. And uh, for the first pub quiz, we want you to guess whether we are at bar one or bar two. <laughs> <laughs> one English pint, if you guess that correctly. Okay. Okay, I hope you guessed that we are in fact at bar two. Right, I I didn't, I wasn't (laughs) sure which was which, but um, if you did, well done, hats off. Bar two is the open air bar at the car wash end, and we're just here tonight on a Tuesday night before a friendly against Crystal Palace, Mm -hmm. um, which will be kicking off in about half an hour. Yeah, can't wait. Um, But before that, what the fuck have you been up to? Well, not, not a great deal, but we have been writing a book. We've bloody finished the bastard. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy about that. You know, one of the reasons I'm really happy about that is because for the last couple of months, every time I go in a pub, someone says to me, shouldn't you be alone writing that book? Yes, I know. <laughs> Even at Sunday lunchtime. Oh, that's not fair, Out is it? me Sunday lunchtime oh. point. Should you be here? Of course I should bloody be here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we um, when we say finished it, we have... Um, perhaps we should say we at least submitted the manuscript um, to the second and final book in the Deserter trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One note for for budding authors, inspiring authors uh, from me is try not to promise to write a book during an international football tournament. Mm, mm. Madness. What were we thinking? You'll find lots of late late nights as you have to catch up and watch replays etc. Um, but uh, we did go a couple of days over, didn't we? Just because we, we lost a, a couple of days to the football. We did, and, and and we thought, oh, they won't notice the publisher. And we got a day call the next day saying, "Where's our book?" Yes, <laughs> yes they were very prompt. Not so prompt about saying, "Yeah, we've we've got it, thanks." <laughs> yeah, forgot to press send. <laughs> but uh, they did love it, which is a yeah, great sign. I think it's in. I think it's been accepted unofficially, anyway. Um, but it's lovely to have that behind us. Mm. Um, one of the things, one of the one of the last things we did in the process of writing the book, which I remember from the previous book, is to do a search on certain words. Yes. We call them repeaters. Yes. And we, we we found in the first book that would, um, a lot of pubs were very handsome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Charming. A, a, <laughs> charming. Or a, perhaps a pint was delightful. Yeah. Or indeed the word pint itself. And um, so we, we, with some trepidation, the last day was spent looking at our repeaters. In fact, I've got some of the list here. Mm. We had we mentioned pint or pub ninety-one times. Yeah, and let's bear in mind this is not a book about pubs. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, fair enough, it was. <laughs> uh, drink was mentioned fifty-nine. There were thirty-eight fucks and eighteen fuckings. Yeah. 
vulgar or sexy, it's not, I don't know which. It's not a book about sexual intercourse either. No. Um, only four cunts. Uh, and okay. you're listening to two of them here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on a more positive note, uh, there are 11 mentions of freedom, and my favourite, 55 mentions of nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> um, also, I was able to discern, I think, what your favourite foodstuff is. Oh yeah, what's that? 81 mentions of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, it was. It was down to five. I think we replaced a couple, but um, you love bacon, don't you? You love bacon. It's your go-to food gag. I do that. I do that bacon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, more up more recently, um, don't judge me, mm. but I spent the weekend at the Open watching the golf. Yeah. Sorry, I just dad judged you. Oh, I said don't <laughs> judge me. Don't. I said don't it's, judge it's, me. No, but it's a, re- a reaction response. <laughs> Uh, as, as you know, I was commissioned by Tatler to write a piece about the best spliff spots at Royal St George's. <laughs> um, to which the answer is the 13th. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> 400 quid for that. Thank you, Tatler. Um, but actually, I've really enjoyed it. A very affable crowd, not too busy because of the COVID restrictions. And um, my one key takeaway was I uh, could use a bigger ball. As a spectator sport, it mm. could use a bigger ball. Uh, I know one of your one of your uh, suggestions in the past for improving golf yes. is to just have one ball between two players. Yeah, make for, them fight for, for it. And fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was down there with um, a couple of friends coming and going. Moose was down there, and Wilt was Wilt was down there. Uh, it's very instructing, instructive watching Moose and Wilt working while being at play. They were working? They were working. Were they? While being at the golf. Were they? Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, for Moose, Microsoft Teams was set to busy and flicked to available whenever there was a sort of five and ten minute downtime. Mm. Perhaps a sandwich or queuing for a beer. Uh, and as Moose said, with the advent of the smartphone, you basically have a device in your pocket which says you're always at work. Mm. Mm. You know, it's quite, quite a bit of progress, this. Uh, it struck me that um, this is the sort of digital equivalent of Osman's jacket on the back of two chairs. Right. You know, he's in and he's out. He's out and he's in. No one knows yeah. where he is. He's got his work. He's he's available. Mm. He must be at work. Particularly useful for you know when when you're um, in the pub or in, at the park or at major sporting events. Um, and as we surveyed the crowds across the course, Moose said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if everyone here is at work. Mm. I think it's, it's a new modern system of working and playing which facilitates the deserter uh, of course as you remember Wilt is the uh, expert on this when he took his mother on a month month long cruise uh, while working at one of the UK's top broadcasters <laughs> uh, and he didn't even take any annual leave right he didn't tell anyone at work he was going away he was just he just went and with a bit of judicial use of the onboard satellite phone link, mm. he was able to kid everyone that he's at his desk the whole time. Good lad. Absolutely sensational. Isn't it? Sometimes his mother would burst into the cabin and say things like, Darling, you missed a wonderful show tonight. <laughs> and he'd be like, Not now, mother. I've got Ofcom on the line after we accidentally broadcast five minutes of the Karma Sutra <laughs> during the morning kid zone. And she'd be like, That's nice, dear. Any more gin? But yeah, he was an expert at it. Mm. Again, you know, I think that maybe we should add that into the book as well. Mm. I mean, a cruise to Singapore when you should be at work. 
it's yeah. next level. The other interesting thing was that you know you can um, watch them tee off or sit at the green or something. Yeah. You can also follow the players round. Right. So we tried following Rory McIlroy around. I've heard of him. Yes, yes, me too. That's why we followed him around. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it was noticeable that despite the fact that they had to play golf uh, on their walk, mm-hmm. um, they were walking much faster than us. And oh, yes. uh, so by the time he got to the uh, fifth hole, we had to peel off. We were exhausted. <laughs> And then, of course, we uh, had the Euros, didn't we, while we were uh, beavering away? Yeah, uh, and what a great tournament it was. Yes, thoroughly enjoyed it. Great standard of football and love those, love those boys, love the, uh, the team. I think the team really sort of perhaps showed us a, a vision of a new England. Yes. The one that we, we can be proud one of again like. after the Brexit shit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the fans kept, you know, kept our feet on the ground, <laughs> but <laughs> but the the team and the the management, yeah, love them. Gareth South Southgate for Prime Minister, I think yeah. was my key footballing takeaway. Mm. Yeah, I did squeeze in one football match during this period um, since the last podcast. Yeah. Peckham Town A away. <laughs> Cup match. Peckham Town A, of course, is not the first team, is it's it? It's not the first no, team, no, no, no. no. It's not. The, it, it's the A team, which is 17th tier, I believe, of English football. Um, and it was fucking brilliant. Uh, but not only was it a great day out, yeah. the first time ever I saw a referee give the red card to the linesman. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Well, uh, he... Um, I think he kicked the ball back into play. He'd been flagging away. The referee was yeah. ignoring him. He's flagging away because he's being interfered with by the opposition crowd. Jesus. The opposition crowd. And the referee was ignoring him and uh, not, not stopping the game. And when the ball came his way, he kicked it. <laughs> the ref just gave him a red card. <laughs> Sensei, I've never seen that before. No, that is outstanding. Gold. The news. The news. What you got? Uh, fuck all. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Straight on the bum dozer. No, we got... Uh, well, I haven't been to one yet, apart from uh, just before we started this, mm. but apparently the pubs are back to normal. Mm. You can go in, and can you go up to the bar? Have you been to one since yeah. Monday? Yeah. Can you go to the bar? Um, yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. And sit yeah. inside and you could on Sunday as well, actually, in some places, right? Uh, in lots of places. Um, yes, uh, that's true. Things have changed a bit, haven't they? We're allowed to, yeah. I mean, whether whether, whether you should, whether you should, whether it's wise to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. Some, some pubs are welcoming, welcoming it, and yeah, others um, are just keeping it as it was for, for a bit, which yeah. is understandable. Yeah, it's, I'm up, up for the table the service to uh, up for the table service to continue. <laughs> One of our fans there giving us the wanker sign. <laughs> double wanker sign. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad when you get the double wanker sign. Yeah. Um, so, well, that I mean, that is the news. You can go back to the pub and stand at the bar if you want. I mean, in this heat, I doubt everyone is, but um, mm. I've been out in the pub gardens where I'm using table service where it's exactly the same as it was before, yeah. and it will remain like that for some time. Yeah. Um, in actual pub and beer news... Mm. Uh, Orbit, uh, the brewery in Walworth, got a very a new tap room just right. across the road from their old 
tap room. Okay, right. Which so opens out onto a little, uh, little parklet. Hmm. They do a bit of orbit here, don't they, at Champion Hill, I believe? They do, yeah, yeah they do. Hmm. Um, that's that, good. That's you, have, you haven't been, have you, or have you? I have, I've been to see the site, but I haven't yeah, um, had a pint there because it wasn't open. It opened last Friday. Uh, and then uh, there's a, an addition to the Brixton Beer Mile. So I gather, yes. Cool. I, I noticed that and I thought, oh, well, I'll have to tell the radar about this, but he already knows, of course. You ruined it for me. <laughs> this is Dog's Grandad Brewery and Tap, um, which is next door to Brixton Brewery, or the original Brixton Brewery, mm. on Station Road, Brixton. Yeah. And part of the Brixton Beer Mile, which I imagine is Brixton Beer Lab, Dog's Grandad, Brixton Brewery, Clarkshaws. Friendship Adventure, mm. and possibly one I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's quite an impressive little um, that is. stroll. We should do it. We should do it. We should do it. Um, and I th- that's all I've got in terms of new openings. Do you have any new openings? I don't have any new openings. No, no, no. I was, I was, you know, pinned all my hopes on uh, Dog's Granddad, but um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't heard of any new openings. I mean, there's some places that haven't reopened, aren't there? Some places, what? They haven't reopened. That's well, this is the problem. I think we're in a bad time for, for reopenings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good to see these little uh, these little blooms around the place. Like, um, yeah. Brixton I think so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's hope for the future, isn't there? Mm. Um, well, if there's no more pub and beer news, maybe we should get on to crisp news. So we should, yes. What um, have we got here? Well, Ned James has been in touch again. Oh, yes. Um... Not just to thank Slabs for sending him a box of crisps, but also, and to prove, I suppose, that he's still impartial, despite being the king of Slabs, to bring our attention to the new Piper's flavour, Atlas Mountain Wild Thyme and Rosemary Crisps. Oh, yes. I re- repeat that. Atlas Mountain Wild Thyme and Rosemary Crisps. That's very specific, isn't it? Well, as... Um, Ned says, I think crisps have reached pot dealer levels of description, yeah. uh, which begs the question, who's going to be first out of the blocks with skunk flavour crisps? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Perfect for the munchies, boy, i tell you that much. Indeed. Well, what do we have here, though? I mean, we've discussed them before. We haven't, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to try them. But uh, here we have a limited edition of Pringles Donna Kebab flavour <laughs> Pringles. I love the pictures of the little Donna Kebabs. Yes, dancing around, aren't they? Bursting out of the stadium they are. <laughs> right, this is my first... Presumably you've had a couple, have you? I have, yes. Let me, um, let me get one of these. Oh, good on the nose. Mmm. Not that quite sweet. Quite... Sweet, sweet. Mm. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, you like it? Not a bad replication of spiced lamb. I don't know what it's a replication of. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not massively keen. No. No. A little bit of spice in it though. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did sell out, didn't they? Um, yeah. You mentioned. Mm. Yeah. During it during the tournament, that's a good show. Mm. Very good. Have you brought any crisps? I haven't brought any crisps. No. Okay, fair enough. Well, this is a wild departure for crisp news. Yeah. I have with me a snack that contains crisps, 
Both. Oh. This oh, is, they're all broken up. Yeah, this is an Indian snack. It's looks like it's called chevda. I think it's pronounced something like chowdor or something. Oh. I'm going to try and... I brought some... This might take a bit. Give a bit of a racket. Crack on. Talk about yourselves. It's getting to the point where I'm going to have to cut this bit, mate. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. Um, I literally can't open. Oh, okay. So, you're losing your powers. What's this? A little spoon. I've, I brought a spoon because the, the way to do it. COVID hold your hand out. Yeah. yeah. I see. And then you shove it in. So this is a, an Indian snack that contains potatoes and peanuts, puffed rice, lentils, mm. chickpeas, and lots of spices. Mm. Very cheap. And it's a pound in any Indian supermarket. It's massive for a pound, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah, do you think? I like that. Um, Chevda, that's C-H-E-V-D-A. Yeah, I can taste the chickpeas, actually. Just give it a, mm. some, something different. Yeah, I mean, they're not crisps, admittedly. I'm afraid I can't allow them as crisps. Can't allow them, you can't allow them. Not very well. Um, so they're not going to win crisp of the week. No, no. they can't. That's going to have to be either Donner Kebab flavour mm. or Atlas Mountains Wild Thyme and Rose. <laughs> yeah, I think it will, that will have to be it for me. <laughs> That's from Pipers. Congratulations to Pipers. Mm -hmm. um, moving on. These are, however... We're in the middle of a podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 you're, yeah, now, yeah. you're now famous. Yeah, you're on it, yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some box pops. Is this Madras mix or uh, Bombay mix? It's, it's yeah. uh, Chibda. You're welcome to try some if you'd like. No, it's a little handle. Spoon? Um, yeah, so are you going for the Donner kebab? No, no, I'm happy with the Atlas. Okay. I've already given it mentally to Pipers. Well done, Pipers. Congratulations. We even taste them. Well, I have tasted them, I've said. Yeah, okay, um, good. But yeah. At least someone um, has. Yes, contact us for our address to send us some. Yes. Okay, on to some other news then. Sad news uh, this time uh, about the passing of darts player Andy Fordham. Andy... The Viking. The Viking Fordham. Yeah, that is very sad. He's only 59. Um, but he hadn't uh, perhaps lived the most healthy of lives. Um, at one point he weighed 31 stone mm. and was in the habit of regularly consuming 24 bottles of lager yeah, before going on stage. Yeah, and half a <laughs> bottle of spirits. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he 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 admitted he was an alcoholic. He had a problem, and he did. Uh, he, and, and he he needed to he, he he you know couldn't handle the nerves. He needed to. Yeah, but he, everybody who's met him says what an absolute gent and lovely man he he was. Yeah, I know he was um, a great guy to Ned Bolting. Yeah, and his book, The Heart of Darkness, that yes. Ned Bolting, of course, wrote the forward to our book. Um, and yeah. Although he ma massively damaged his liver uh, and applied for a liver transplant, he actually stopped drinking, lost 17 stone, improved his health, and um, 
perhaps astonishingly, actually made it back onto the BDO tour. Yeah, and he was. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the look of him after he lost on that way it was it was incredible. It just looked like a completely different person. Yeah, he did. Um, um, and he ran a pub in Thamesmead. He ran a pub in Thamesmead. He ran one in Woolwich as well, and um, before that, and uh, one in Dartford. After uh, that. And uh, the one in Thamesmead featured in our first book. Yes. And indeed, features in our second book. Well, features. It gets a, it gets a mention. It gets a mention, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I remember going there quite, quite clearly. It had a sort of a three-lane darts arena, raised mm. darts arena, didn't it? And mm. uh, we were made to feel very welcome there. Yes, it was a bit of a dance temple, wasn't it, for a small pub? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know he, um, you know, he'd reached a really high level of fame. He'd won, you know, was a world champion in 2004, and um, you know, he collapsed during, a, you know, I think it was a, 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 in a, uh, um, a match against Phil the Power Taylor, mm. and he doesn't remember much of it. He said, um, next thing I knew, two ambulances had shown up, which I thought was a bit cheeky. Why? <laughs> Well, because only he's not that big. <laughs> Take half <our> each. <laughs> um, in other news, um, the New York Times reporting that Chinese millennials are chilling. Did you see yes, anything? I did. This? this is is this the is this the, the lying down one? Yes. Yes. Uh, young people in China have set off a nascent counterculture movement that involves lying down and doing as little as possible. Sound familiar? <laughs> it does rather, yes. <laughs> I have been chilling, Mr. Luau31 wrote in a blog post in April describing his way of life. I don't feel like that's anything wrong. He titled his post, Lying Flat is Justice. <laughs> Attaching a photo of himself lying on his bed. Um, before long, the NYT says the post was being celebrated by Chinese millennials as an anti-communist manifesto and lying flat went viral, since become a broader statement of Chinese society. Um, and the blog post was removed by the censors. Yes, of course. Yeah, the censors are very uh, hot on that sort of thing. I mean, the, the, the Communist Party mantra is all about hard work and drive and commitment. Exactly. Uh, and they prefer lying flat, or tangping, as they call it. Tangping, exactly. The novelist uh, Liao uh, Zhenghu um, described it as a resistance movement against the cycle of horror of high-pressure education and endless hours of work. Yeah, I and, mean... And it is. It's uh, Guys, we're right with you. We're yeah. right with you. I, I, I know we can see from the stats that thousands of you listening in China, and we'd just like to say we're right there with you. Yeah. On to more jocular news, and part of the reason why we're here at Dulwich Hamlet tonight. Um, Dulwich Hamlet's got a new board director. So I gather. Yeah. Peter Crouch has joined Dulwich Hamlet. He's yes. signed for Dulwich Hamlet. Um, yeah, former England international. Sadly, only in the boardroom, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, good feet for a big man. <laughs> no, sorry, it's big feet for a good man. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's a boon because he's he's a lovely fella, isn't he? Uh, and um, quite a character, isn't quite he? a character. And I, my, one of my favourite things about him is when he was asked, uh, "So, Peter, what would you be if you weren't a professional footballer?" And he replied, "A virgin." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's good. That's probably the the best line a footballer's ever ever come delivered. Up with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's probably right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he well, he certainly wouldn't have got Abby Clancy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good luck with Crouchy. He he intends doing some coaching um, 
for the club in uh, uh, yeah. both both the men's team and the women's yes, team. Yes, I don't think it's all white collar and tie stuff. It's no, no, it's going to be mean, out on the field as well. Isn't he it? will be doing some of that, some of the recruitment, I think. Yeah. And he said, you know, if I, I want, I'm here to help. If I'm yeah. if I'm not helping, tell me yeah. to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, in the news section, <clears throat> this is not so much news to be fair as gossip, but um, I was chatting to a top liver consultant the other day as you do um, and he said basically if you reach your 50s and you haven't already fucked up your liver mm. you're okay to drink whatever you like for the rest of your life really I want to make him my liver consultant <laughs> he or uh, she sounds very wise yeah it's a he and it actually it wasn't it was more, less along the lines of whatever you want to drink but just you're allowed to drink more than the government guidelines. Right. How do we know if we've fucked it up or not? I mean, would it tell us if we've fucked it I think you'd know up? by now. We'd know, OK. Yeah, I Go mean, you, you might have some minor cirrhosis. You might be operating at 70% capacity, mm. um, well, in which case be I'm good afraid for me. you shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, it's the, apparently it's the young and the vulnerable for whom the government guidelines exist. Sorry about that, if you're uh, young and vulnerable. OK. But past a certain stage, you can get right on it. Brilliant. And um, yeah, I suppose when you when you hit like 60, you might have 20 years left. You haven't got time to cirrhosize your liver. Maybe so. Anyway, just a scintilla of good news in the dark and malevolent universe of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we have another pub quiz? Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so you may recall where we were early on, mm. and uh, now we're going to go to another bar. <laughs> In the Champion Hill Stadium, avoid. Uh, 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 should I give? Should I give a clue? Go on then. It's not bar two. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Have I made yeah. it too easy. You have a bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you guess which bar we're going to? Where oh, do we go, Vinny? I hope. I hope you did at home. Yes, we went to bar one. Bar one. Yeah. Uh, if you got. So it's if you the guessed, new one. New covered bar. Yeah. If you went to bar, if you guessed bar one, get yourself a pint. At the bar one, they've got Orbit's Ivo. Yeah. And at bar two, they've got Peck and Pale. Yeah. From and Brick. who is Ivo? Because as you know, yeah. Orbit name their beers after musical icons. Like right, like Nico, etc. Like Nico. Yeah. yeah. And Ivo, we we is he four AD? Is it four AD? It's definitely some. <laughs> it's one of those labels from that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Modern English, Bauhaus, yeah. sort of thing. Um, anyway, bloody it's lovely. Bloody lovely, yeah. Summer tips. You may have mm. noticed they've been a bit sticky lately. Oh, God. And, it, uh, yeah. We just thought it might be useful, because it's going to be around for a bit, we understand, to have some guidance as mm. to how to cool yourself down. Yeah. And in a moment, we'll talk to some, um, some of the, the fans here. But do you have any particular... Well, first off, I'd say don't be ginger. <laughs> if you can possibly avoid it yeah. is there a way to avoid that in, in later life <laughs> or, or not perhaps? not really it's kind of stuck with you we're not built for thermal extremes it has to yeah, be said yeah, yeah. yeah that would be my first tip um, I mean it's the season for keg beer I think you know put down your pint of cask consider keg yeah the super chilled over fizzed muck that um, is twice the price of cask is that <laughs> what you're talking about? <laughs> bit, bit harsh, I think. Some of our finest. I'm pints. joking, of course. I'm joking, of course, in a in a way. Um, ice in your rosé—that's got to help. Um, <laughs> that's uh, my probably missus. my number one tip is try doing fuck all. That, you know, that was my number one tip. Was it? Yeah. 
do fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to get along. Oh, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, so my final tip, which is a bit of a crossover with Bumdosser, actually. Yeah. Uh, I read uh, somebody on uh, Reddit called Rickles, who um, is so fucking lazy, he or she can't be bothered to hang their clothes up on, on a clothes horse or shove them in the dryer. Yeah. American. Uh, just wear them damp. Oh, that's good. That is good. That and is that's good. A, that, that, is, that tip would work. Just wear, wear them damp. Yeah. I mean... It might stink I, a bit. We might have to put her into the Bondosa yeah, section. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Let's not forget her. Let's no. not forget her, because that is gold. Have you got some tips? Well, I just remember the last... last what is it? Last year, uh, Wheelie Bin Man sent us a photo of him. He, he got his wheelie bin. Oh, He'd yeah. He'd filled it full of water and climbed into it Beautiful. with a mojito. <laughs> and I, I've never seen a man look happier. No. So you've got a wheelie bin, you know. Yeah. Maybe fill it up, rinse it out. Yes, rinse definitely. It out, rinse yes. it out. Fill it up, st- sit in it <laughs> with your mojito. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Raider's um, taken to putting her feet in a bowl of iced water. Mm. Uh, I tried it with iced gin and tonic, which worked, <laughs> worked quite well. Just lean forward, scoop. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. pleasant. Very pleasant. Yeah, and then as I say, my my, uh, but my ultimate one was just do fuck all. Mm. Yeah, it's like a meeting of souls. Yeah, we should do a podcast or something. Our souls. Ah, <laughs> oh, souls. <laughs> should we uh, should we go and have a chat with some of the people around the ground? That's a great idea. And let's see if they've got any ideas. First up, Will Clunas. You're dressed in a uh, Dulwich Hamlet top. What's your tip for staying cool in the summer heat? Well, I didn't think I had any tips. I've been struggling quite a lot, to be honest, guys. But uh, I just think the giant rain cloud that's currently coming over Champion Hill just in time for kickoff <laughs> might um, might cool us all down. <laughs> could be the answer. It could be. Whether we want that or not is TBD. Yeah. But um, looks a little bit menacing. We'll all have to escape to the uh, the bar, which is a bonus. Yes. Or crowd into the toilets opposite stand. So named because it's a stand that's opposite the toilets. Next up, Ian Cleverly. Uh, you've got a tip for staying uh, cool in the summer heat? Ice cold beer. Well, what else is there? Can I ask you a question? Yes, of course. This is David Rogers. Oh, you, you're a steward today. Yeah. Um, what, what are your tips for staying cool in the summer heat? Cool. I've got a, uh, one of those dental bottles with the squirty. It's thunder. I've got one of those dental bottles with the squirty thing. Have you? Have you taken the dental out or do you, you like the dental? I'll leave a little bit in. <laughs> Tommy, uh, do you have a way of keeping cool in the summer heat, Tom? Um, yes, I use a fan, and then if my phone says it's too hot, then I'm just staying inside with my fan on air conditioner. Basically, that's one yeah. of mine. Do fuck all. Yeah. Excellent Basically. work. Shut off. Nice cloak on my hand. Too much detail. Too much detail. <laughs> I'm with Tom Cullen, one of the directors here at uh, Dulwich Do you have a way of keeping cool in the summer heat, Tom? A bar full of dry ice, you know, you can... Very nice. Yeah, Makes never you feel a bit spooky. No. <laughs> I like to be, be cold and spooky in the summer. That's me. Anyway, have a nice day. Thank yeah, you, you lovely. I'm with Neil. Uh, Neil, do you have a uh, way of keeping cool in the summer heat? Absolutely. Uh, it generally tends to involve drinking. Oh, excellent. Quite What's your tip? Copious all? amounts of alcohol. <laughs> I'm with Paul. Uh, do you have any uh, special ways of uh, staying cool in the summer heat? Sitting around and saying, oh, fuck, it's hot. <laughs> Mainly. I'm with Matt Folsey. Uh, Folsey, how do you cope with the summer heat? Do you have any special techniques? Um, generally stick my head in the, in the freezer for half an hour and see how it goes. That is nice. 
I'm with Maxwell. Maxwell, do you have any tips for staying cool on a hot summer day? Uh, funnily enough, um, I find a warm cup of Assam tea uh, does wonders in, uh, in, cooling, in cooling me down on a particularly warm summer's day. So I'm here with Al Crane. Um, how, how do you cope with the summer heat? Um, generally by lying in a bath of ice. Nice. All day. We had someone who, who lay in a bath of um, dry ice before, but you prefer normal ice. Uh, I do. Yeah. Any uh, gin and tonic in it or just ice? Uh, just ice to start with, and then as the day progresses, um, generally after lunchtime, you know, got to be a bit sensible, um, start to fill it up with various uh, spirits. Yeah. I'm here with Pompey Dunk, our uh, erstwhile and indeed current commercial manager. Oops. Uh, how do you um, stay cool in the summer heat, Pompey? So, who are you? I'm trying to watch the football. <laughs> What's going on here? I'm just watching a football game. Um, so, I thought it would be a good idea if I was to move more. So, I got on my bike and I, and I cycled to get a breeze in my face. I see. Uh, and, and the breeze wasn't really working, so I cycled quicker to yeah. get more of a breeze in my face. So Is that why you're so red? Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. We'll, we'll carry Rickles through to the to the bomb dosser to uh, consider them for uh, yeah for um, the, the prize. Absolutely. Um, I've got one. You've got. Have you got one? I have. I I have. It was it was sort of news, but I moved it into bomb dosser because it, it just struck me as a uh, you know this guy might have something. Okay. He's called Colin Kane. It was um, spotted by Borna Totter on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he noted that a judge in Newcastle has ruled that an employee was unfairly dismissed after he was seen drinking at a social club while on sick leave. <laughs> oh. Yeah? Oh. Oh, yeah. I love the law. <laughs> <laughs> You're known for saying that. <laughs> Colin Kane, a driver for a company that lays tarmac, is now in line to receive damages. <laughs> Brilliant. Basically, this means um, staff mm. off sick are now allowed to visit pubs Brilliant. or any well, licensed premises. We have premises. Colin Kane to thank for that. We do. And again, after a difficult year, it's these little victories for the feckless that give us hope for a brighter future, I think. Um, I read a um, Life Pro tip on uh, Reddit uh, from Voluptuous Porsche, who said, um, if the food packet says microwave to 1 minute 30... Enter 88 on the microwave. It not only cuts out two seconds of the microwaving, which makes no difference, but saves you pressing a third digit and saves you the necessity of moving around the keypad and risking missing the buttons. Winner. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up and down winner. Well, congratulations for Luxurious Porsche. Yeah, well done. Well done. Um, is that the name she was born with, do you think? or? Uh... Well, she, she she wrote it like the car, so I don't think so. <laughs> oh, Porsche, I see. I thought it was a Shakespeare reference. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Gives the merchant of Venice a new sort of angle, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, there's our winner. There's Porsche, our winner, Voluptuous yeah. Porsche. You're a bomb dosser. Social media scene. Social media scene. Social media scene. Social. The social media scene. The social <laughs> media the scene. The social media scene. I'm going to have to have a, a sip. I didn't realise it was this already. Hmm? We're there. Oh my god, I love this bit so much. <laughs>
What have you got for us? I've got the first up when buses went to pubs. Mm. Yeah, remember when buses went to fucking pubs? Do they not anymore? Not as much. No. Steve Chambers spotted a bus that said on the front of it, Tesco via Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, remember when buses went to pubs? <laughs> and I thought, yes, I do. Well done, Steve, yeah. Um, and Emma Stump chipped in um, with some buses that went to pubs, oh, some of which are going to remind you of yeah. days gone by. You're right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can count if you can it. remember that far. Mm. Um, the 176 to Penge, where did that go to? Goldsmith's Arms? No, oh. close. The one the pub you never went into. Oh, the yeah. Pauline Arms. The Pauline Arms. That's the Appalling Arms. <laughs> the Appalling Arms. <laughs> the 73 to Tottenham. I wouldn't know. I don't know I've never been yeah. there. No. The Swan. Okay. 192 to Shooters Hill. 192 to Shooters The Bull? Yes. Hey. You used to have the Bull on the front. You used to have the Bull on the front. And this one still exists, I think. It's the 12 to Dulwich. The plough. Goes to the plough, doesn't it? Does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 202 to Blackheath, where does that stop off? Royal Standard. The Royal Standard. Yeah. Which uh, is still def- definitely still going, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, that's romance, isn't it? That's romance, the that's pub names. Beautiful. Tesco yeah. versus Aldi. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now, what have we become? This country. Um, yeah, the other thing was uh, bar rules. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We mentioned bar rules, I think. Um, Micropub rules in the last podcast, didn't we? Okay. Um, for example, no mobiles or yeah. they will be nailed to the wall. Yeah. Uh, and Oliver Moss got in touch with us with a list of rules from the Bag of Nails pub in Bristol. Yeah. Which reads No cunts. <laughs> Daily Mail opinions will have the piss taken out of them. Mm-hmm. Racists can sod off. If you don't like Johnny Cash, shut up or go away. (laughs) No Scientology. Babies and toddlers must be stored in the cellar. Keith Moon was the best. No annoying screeching. Very good. From the bag of nails. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's, just a, it's not a micro-pub, it's just a regular pub yeah, in Bristol, like but yeah. it's worth visiting. Yeah. Uh, Dirk Boyton also sent in a, uh, a photo from Charlie's Bar in Cork. The rules on the board there are listen to staff, no dancing on tables, glass to the floor, man or woman to the door, no drinks outside, must have a good time, no drinks outside, again. <laughs> And finally, no high heels. <laughs> what? Obviously, there's been some accidents, or they've got a, a walnut floor. <laughs> uh, uh, any yeah. others on that? That's on, that's the that's enough. That's the end of the uh, the pub rules. But I did have a. Uh, I did notice one in, uh, in the rusty bucket. Just, oh yeah. Just I was in there the other day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of you know, so we can stay open safely. Just uh, yeah. yeah. Face masks must be worn. Table service only. No loitering at the bar. Don't be a bell end. Yes, I like it. Yeah, simple. Simple. Um, next up, I had there was a letter to the Telegraph. I think it was about leaning. Oh. Uh, spotted great. by at Twilden on Twitter. Um, the letter read, "Sir." <laughs> Honestly, I've gone off it immediately. <laughs> Remember when we all got those letters from the Times? 
They were saying, sir. They were like, sir. Yeah. Sir. Mm. Jesus. Oh, God. What's with you? <laughs> sir. I wonder if anyone else has noticed that several BBC reporters have taken to leaning against a wall or other convenient prop when delivering their report to camera. Is it some sort of woke signal? If they can't be bothered to stand up, I'm not sure I can be bothered to listen to them. (laughs) I mean, all I can say is they're after us, Vinny. They are after us. They want our very raison d'etres. You can't even have a lean at work. No Fucking shambolic. That's that amazing. <laughs> um, Did I, you? I had one from yeah. uh, from. Um, well, it started from Noel Gallagher, who you may re- recall. He uh, put something on Twitter saying, "Last chance to ask me anything about the last ten years." And a question came in uh, from a fan, Liam Gallagher, <laughs> who said, um, "Why are you such a massive cunt?" <laughs> 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 to which big fan Marilyn uh, interjected, Liam, think of your poor old ma'am. Her heart will be breaking. <laughs> to which he replied, she asked me to ask you. <laughs> classic, classic. I mean, I saw, I saw the, uh, is it called, as, as it were, uh, the, the Liam Gallagher documentary the other day. Yeah. Uh, as it was, I think it was. I, I, I oh, don't right. know. Anyway, it chugged along very nicely and... He was having the last laugh all the way through that. He's a funny lad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's a funny lad, yeah. Yeah, unlike his brother, who's a massive cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one other one uh, uh, um, from... Uh, have you seen the Kids Write Jokes? Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah I've got to put it for Christmas. I mean, they're yeah, really surreal stuff, and because kids are mad, aren't they? They're oh. mad. Well, they're all desperately trying to write jokes, but they can't quite get the, mm. the twist. Yeah. And yeah. so they're all... They're all um, Reported by this guy who uh, runs the bulletin board, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, no, they're fantastic. I love them. Yeah. But one caught my eye. Um, a door walks into a library and asks, can I have a doorknob, please? Librarian whispers, this is a library. <laughs> the door whispers back, oh, sorry, can I have a pint of bananas, please? <laughs> oh, it's surreal. It's genius. <laughs> Uh, we're podcasting, yes, baby. Sir. Come on, baby. I'm a deserter. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was that was your mother, I think. Uh, <laughs> you got one more there. Perhaps? I've got one more. One more for the outro. Um, Hannah, I can't see. Uh, Andrew D. Buck forwarded this one from Hannah. I can't oh, see because yeah. I look at it on my phone and it's a photograph rather than actual Twitter. Mm. It's the egg and wine diet. I mean, we've all put... A, I've put a stone on writing this fucking book. Me too. I'm not writing this book, this, this lockdown. <laughs> so, uh, we've got the answer. The egg and wine diet, yeah? Right. I mean, I like both eggs and wine. Yeah. But I've never thought about them together. <laughs> well, it, listen to this, right? Breakfast. One hard-boiled egg. One glass of white wine. Black coffee. Yeah, he's in. I can see his old face lit up at the wine. That's breakfast. Lunch, two hard-boiled eggs, poached if necessary. I don't know what makes it necessary, but two glasses of white wine, black coffee. Dinner, five-ounce steak, grilled with black pepper, lemon juice, remainder of white wine, brackets one bottle allowed per day, black coffee. Do that for three days, and it says here you will lose five pounds. 
we would love to hear from you if you, <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. I, I, I might do it. I oh, might I do, do it. it. I yeah. might do it. But, you know, there are crisps in the cupboard, so it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> That's the egg and wine diet. Yeah. Wine for every meal of the day. You'll have one bottle a day yeah. with eggs and wine. And egg. I mean, and steak on one of them. Yeah, steak, 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 steak on the dinner. I mean, yeah, that's I the that's the that. main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great uh, podcast live here at Champion Hill. Well, let, let others be the judge of that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Um, well, we've enjoyed ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, well, I'm off for a pint and a tang ping. Oh, you lucky bugger. I'm going for a glass of egg and some boiled wine. Is that <laughs> it? Something like that. <laughs> also, did you say you got the camera a bit of food?